to Late Night Talks, a place for growth, stability, and transformation. The podcast for men and for the women who want to understand men. My name is Amy Jo. I'm a certified clinical hypnotherapist, Reiki master, and a life strategist. Here, we take you to the next level of self-understanding mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Hello there. Good evening. How are you? Welcome to Late Night Talks. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're weak as well. And I hope everything is great and fine in your world. Everything here is good, calm, cool, and collected just the way I like it. (laughs) So I'm going to just jump right into tonight's podcast topic. I really like to explore the fine details of the pineal gland. Some of you or many of you or maybe all of you already know some information on this topic, but I just thought it would be interesting. So we're going to discuss some of the anatomical characteristics and its multifaceted functions, but I also want to bring in the spiritual side as well. So we're going to discuss the spiritual characteristics of the pineal gland and how that affects us. And I have had my own experiences with the spiritual end of this. For those of you that don't know, the pineal gland is a small endocrine gland that's nestled within the brain. And it holds a profound fascination for scientists and philosophers and even spiritualists alike. So it's often referred to as the third eye or the seat of the soul. And this tiny gland plays a vital role in regulating numerous physiological functions in the human body. The term pineal is derived from the Latin word pinealis, and that means resembling a pine cone. So this name was given to the gland due to its, its shape and appearance, which is similar to those of a pine cone found in certain species of the coniferous trees. And pine trees are one of the earliest species on earth within I think history dating back approximately 153 million years. And these these trees belong to an ancient category of vegetation known as uh, gymnosperms. So being an evergreen tree, it really symbolizes immorality and eternity. Their woody, scaly structures store seeds and aid in tree regeneration. And during warm seasons, they open up and release these seeds for future growth and development. Okay, just bear with me here. (laughs) So pine cones can be found in many places in ancient art and in countless paintings. There's also a big bronze pine cone statue at the Vatican. And you'll also notice it on the Pope's rod. The darkness, the dark side, has appropriated the meaning 
and the usage of the pineal gland, despite the fact that it and its many intricate activities don't belong to the dark. There's just a lot of misinterpretations out there. So let's talk about first the anatomy and the location. So the pineal gland, also known as the pineal body or the epiphysis, I believe I'm saying that right, it's situated deep within the brain, precisely between the two cerebral hemispheres. The gland is approximately the size of a grain of rice, and it weighs about 150 milligrams. This gland typically grows until around the age of two, although its weight increases until adolescence. It's primarily composed of pinealocytes, specialized cells responsible for its secretory functions. The most well-known and researched function of the pineal gland is its involvement in the production and the secretion of melatonin. We all know what melatonin is. Melatonin is the hormone that influences the sleep-wake cycle. And it's the key player in regulating the body's circadian rhythms. The circadian rhythm acts as an internal biological clock governing various philosophical processes such as our sleep patterns, hormone production, body temperature, and even uh, immune function. The synthesis of melatonin by the pineal gland is influenced by the detection of light through the eyes. So when exposed to darkness, the pineal gland increases its melatonin production, leading to that sense of drowsiness and preparation for sleep. Conversely, exposure to light, particularly that bright light, this inhibits melatonin secretion, promoting wakefulness and alertness. This is why when we're looking at our phones in bed, this is what is keeping us up. This is waking us up and it is inhibiting the melatonin to secrete. While the pineal gland's main function revolves around melatonin production and, and the regulation of the circadian rhythms, recent studies have shed light on additional roles of this gland. Melatonin has been found to possess antioxidant properties, protecting cells from oxidative damage, promoting overall cellular health. And it might also exert immune modulatory effects, influencing immune responses and helping regulate inflammatory processes. Research suggests that it might have an impact on mood regulation, on mental health as well. See, the, the alterations in melatonin levels, they've been associated with depression, with that seasonal affective disorder, and again, sleep disorders. The calcification of the pineal gland is a factor that can really affect its function, calcification. This calcification refers to the accumulation of calcium deposits in the tissues of the pineal gland, which can lead to 
changes in its structure and potentially impact its hormone production. It's believed that a variety of environmental and lifestyle factors really have an impact on calcification. And it tends to, again, increase as we age. Some studies suggest that having exposure to environmental toxins such as fluoride and certain heavy metals can be very damaging to the gland. The exact mechanisms behind pineal gland calcification isn't really understood fully yet, but they are thought to be related to the accumulation of calcium phosphate crystals over time. And towards the end, I'm going to share with you some of the ways that we can try and decalcify the pineal gland. Now I would like to talk about the spiritual characteristics. Okay. (laughs) So hang tight. Let's start with ancient Egypt, where the pineal gland held great significance. It was really associated with the profound spiritual and metaphysical concepts. It was referred to the eye of Horus or um, the Egyptian third eye. The pineal gland was considered a symbol of spiritual enlightenment or higher consciousness. The ancient Egyptians believed that the pineal gland was the seat of the soul and that the connection point between the physical and the spiritual realms. They regarded it as the gateway to higher realms of knowledge and wisdom, allowing people to access divine guidance and spiritual insight. And this pineal gland was really believed to be the channel through which the gods and goddesses communicated with humans, guiding them, guiding them on their spiritual journey. Its association with the sun god Ra further emphasized its role as an illuminating force, this representing the inner light and the awakening of consciousness, right? So ancient Egyptian practices and their rituals were really often designed to activate and stimulate the pineal gland, aiming to transcend the limitations of the physical world and connect with the divine. The importance placed on the pineal gland in ancient Egypt really highlights the deep reverence for spiritual exploration and the pursuit of higher states of consciousness within their culture. The Buddhists related it to spiritual awakening. The Hindus connected to the third eye, which again represents intuition and clairvoyance. If we look at Jesus, the eye is the lamp of the body. And if the eye is clear, the body will be filled with light. This refers to the intuitive eye, the pineal gland, and seeing things clearly and accurately. Those bearing the mark of the beast on their forehead. That is representing a a pineal gland that is shut down. This is 
really meaning a spiritual death in the book of Revelations. It's even snuck into the story of Pinocchio, believe it or not. Pino, meaning pine, which is pineal, and Occhio, meaning eye, pineal gland. Now, once you start watching the story, you'll understand this is why it's important to have your third eye activated and open, because it's going to really change the way you see. There are scientific reasons why the ancients saw this pineal gland in the way that they did. And scientists are now uncovering discoveries that really support the, the pineal gland's wonders. Some of these recent studies, uh, this gland contains photoreceptors and it's lined with tissues that are quite similar to those found in the retina. In addition to this, the neural connections to the visual cortex in the brain are identical to those of the eyes. When the pineal gland is subjected to pressure, it causes these small crystals that float inside it to vibrate, which in turn cause them to emit light. This phenomenon is known as piezoluminance, and it has been investigated and well documented in several study articles. When the pineal gland is subjected to that pressure, the pineal gland associated with the third eye chakra is believed to be the center of intuition, perception, and higher consciousness. And this is one of the main energy centers in the body, the sixth chakra. And when it's activated, it can see both the inner and the outer worlds clearly. The essence of the eye really enables us to access our profoundly rooted inner guidance. It enables us to penetrate illusion and gain access to underlying truths, to see beyond the mind and beyond words. And it's, it's really not only the seat of wisdom, but it's the seat of conscience. This is where you not only see what's going on, but you also understand what it means. This is where your sense of justice and ethics come from. In Hinduism, the Ajna, which is the third eye, this translates to command or will, emphasizing the power within you. This chakra, which governs our extrasensory perception is very important for self-awareness and introspection. It's linked to the paranormal abilities such as clairvoyance, lucid dreaming, like we had talked about, telepathy, precognition, as well as that sixth sense. Just like the pituitary gland keeps track on and controls the release of hormones from cells all over the body, the third eye can control the flow of energy throughout the whole subtle body. Age, knowledge, and experience are conditions for embodying the broad energy of the third eye. 
It's really believed that this chakra reaches its full maturity between the ages of 35 and 42. So when the energy of the third eye chakra isn't really moving naturally, it can cause a wide range of physical, mental, social, and spiritual problems. One sign could be tightness in the forehead, headaches, eye pain, blurry vision, sinus problems, hearing problems, and even feeling dizzy. There could be disassociation, trouble focusing, dreaming, sleep problems, mental fog, and uncertainty. These are all signs of an unstable third eye chakra. Emotional cues include self-doubt, fear, um, overthinking, being closed-minded, feeling lost, or really depending on others for approval or support. Lastly, spiritual problems that can be traced back to the third eye include not being sure of one's own path or purpose, feeling an absence of insight, being too rooted in the physical world, too rooted in the world to listen to greater guidance and knowledge, or being too rooted in daydreams to pay attention to the present reality. So how would we go about balancing and bringing the third eye into alignment? One common method is meditation. Of course, individuals engage in regular practices such as mindfulness meditation or focused visualization in a, to quiet the mind, cultivate inner awareness, and potentially enhance intuitive abilities. Another technique is breath work, and this involves through specific breathing patterns, um, like alternate nostril breathing or deep belly breathing. These are techniques that are believed to really facilitate the energetic balance and stimulate the flow of energy within the body, including the area of the third eye, if you focus on that area. Additionally, some people incorporate the use of crystals and gemstones. These all hold a certain frequency, such as an amethyst or a lapis lazuli. These believe to have properties that can support the, the activation and the opening of the third eye. It's important to note that the effectiveness of these methods is subjective and obviously can vary among individuals. The practice of activating the third eye should really be approached with an open mind, respect for individual beliefs, and a discerning approach for personal experiences. Opening or exploring the concept of the third eye is, it's a personal choice. But there are situations where caution is really advised. Firstly, individuals with a history of mental health conditions who really are, might be experiencing mental health challenges should prioritize their well-being and seek guidance from a qualified healthcare professional before engaging in any type of this type of practice related to the third eye. Some spiritual practices can really be intense and they may interact with existing mental health conditions. 
potentially worsening symptoms or causing distress. Secondly, if a person feels emotionally unstable or disconnected from reality, or they lack a solid foundation in life, it might be beneficial to focus more on establishing balance and stability before delving into practices involving the third eye. It's essential to have a grounded and stable mindset to navigate the potential shifts in perception that might accompany the exploration of the third eye. It can, it can, trust me, it can be very intense. And I would say, try and if you're going to do this, make sure you're entering into it with a positive mindset. One commonly suggested approach is to avoid or minimize your exposure to fluoride because it's believed to contribute to that calcification like we talked about. And this can include using fluoride-free toothpaste, drink filtered water, avoid processed foods and beverages that might contain fluoride. Additionally, you want to maintain a healthy diet, right? Rich in antioxidants and nutrients. That's always recommended. Eat organic foods. Consume the right amount of vitamin D. Incorporate foods such as garlic, turmeric, and those dark green leafy vegetables. And this can support overall gland health. Engaging in that physical exercise, practicing stress management techniques like the meditation or yoga, getting adequate sleep. These are all beneficial for you. Someone had recently asked, how am I going to know if my pineal gland is awakening? Well, one common sign is heightened intuition, where individuals may experience a stronger sense of inner knowing, increased clarity in decision making, just a, a very deep connection to intuition, to your intuition. They might trust their instincts more, have heightened awareness of subtle energies and synchronicities. These are things that you are just going to notice. An awakened third eye can lead to expanded perception, going beyond the limitations of this of the physical senses. People might develop a deeper understanding of the interconnectedness of all things. They may perceive the world with increased depth and clarity, seeing beyond the surface level appearances to recognize the underlining patterns and energies that are at play. Another possible sign is an enhanced spiritual connection where people might feel a deeper sense of connection to the spiritual realm, experiencing moments of profound insight and mystical experiences or a stronger connection to the higher selves or the spiritual guides. I will tell you that working with my energy body, my energy centers over the years since 2017 has really changed my life. And I've had a lot of mystical, magical, incredible experiences since I started doing that, since I started meditating, since I started to really learn about this stuff. 
I don't talk to many people about it because not many people have experienced some of the same stuff. People that are on the same path, they understand. People that have experienced some similar experiences, they can connect with that. Might come across as being a little too woo-woo or crazy, but I just ask you to just consider that just because it's something that we haven't experienced for ourselves does not mean that is not true for another person. So, yeah, I, w- I would just be open to the experience, surrender to it, go into it with a positive mindset, and start slow. Start working even with all of the energy centers and balancing them. I think I'm going to sign off there. I hope that this is helpful to you. And I hope you have a wonderful day or evening wherever you're tuning in from. And I really look forward to coming back next time. Okay, be well. Take care. We'll talk soon.